Hey, it's Rick Kettner here, and welcome back to the Startup Vlog. This is episode number five, and in this episode, we're going to talk about how to think about marketing at the very beginning of a startup. Now, this is not the only episode where we're gonna talk about marketing, but what we wanna focus on here is the kinds of things that you wanna be thinking about as you are building a new startup and how marketing, at the end of the day, is really integrated into all of the early activities. You constantly want to be thinking about how every choice and every bit of feedback and information that you gather relates to marketing. If all you do is build a product and aren't able to sell it or aren't able to attract customers, then of course you don't really have a sustainable business. One of the most common mistakes that new entrepreneurs and even sometimes experienced entrepreneurs make is they set out to build something, whether it's a product or a service or an experience, they complete what it is that they've set out to build and then and only then do they start thinking about marketing. They design this great product and then they start thinking, well, how are we going to get this in front of customers? Because of course the thinking goes, People are, will be eager to buy this. Now it's just a matter of getting it in front of them. But hopefully, as we've gone through this series thus far, you've started to get a sense of how important marketing is and how critical of a role it plays in each one of the things that we've talked about thus far. And we're gonna quickly review that in this episode. But just here at the beginning, I wanna make absolutely clear that from the beginning of building a startup, you want to be actively thinking about marketing, how you're going to reach customers, who is your ideal customer, and confirming things like there's enough demand or there's enough interest out there in whatever it is that you're building to ultimately create a sustainable business. So again, we will cover marketing even in more detail and in focusing on different areas of marketing in future episodes, but here what we're really focusing on is the kinds of things that you wanna be thinking about when it comes to marketing as you are first developing your startup idea. Now, so far in this series, we've talked about a number of things, and again, as I mentioned, these things each play a role. They're the kinds of things that we wanna be thinking about when it comes to crafting our marketing strategy. So in one of the earlier episodes, we talked about the importance of defining your startup, not based on what it is that you're building, but on the problem that you are seeking to solve. So what is the problem that the customer is experiencing today that your solution or your product or whatever it is that you're building is going to be the solution to? And simply by thinking about your startup in this way, you're already thinking like a marketer you're already thinking in terms of the impact it will have for customers. And generally speaking, people are looking for solutions to problems rather than just some random new product that they might be interested in buying. Whether, again, as I've talked about in the past, it's an entertainment product or something different, in all cases, most products and services solve some underlying problem or need or desire of the customer. So by simply talking about, as we've expressed in previous episodes, simply talking about your startup from the perspective of the problem that you're aiming to solve is already putting you on the right path. Now, we also talked about the importance of early customer conversations, sitting down with potential customers, people that right now today you believe would be candidates or possible candidates for future customers of your product or service. You wanna sit down 
with these people and gather important feedback really early on. Even before you build a prototype or a product MVP or something like that, you want to start sitting down and talking with potential customers. And this too plays a huge role in marketing because it's an opportunity for you to get a sense of the demand for the product that you're aiming to build. Are people interested in it? Are there enough people out there that seem to be interested in it? And it's also an opportunity to start understanding the language that your ideal customer uses when they talk about the problem and the potential solution. Because it's one thing to build the ideal solution for your customers, it's another thing to be able to talk about it and communicate about it in a way that resonates with customers in the way that they think about the problem or they perceive potential solutions. So it's not enough just to build the right thing, you need to learn how to communicate about it effectively. And these early customer conversations are a great opportunity to gather all kinds of useful information like this, including identifying your ideal customer, and as I mentioned, the way that they like to talk about potential solutions. Now in the most recent episode, we talked about product scope. And I also mentioned how this too plays a role in marketing because not only does getting clear on your scope help you bring your product to market faster, but it also makes it easier to communicate about what it is that you've built. Because when you have a product that is clearly defined in terms of what it is that you're trying to bring to market, it's much more easy to talk about that solution in a concise and direct manner rather than talking about all kinds of bells and whistles and features that people almost certainly don't care about. By narrowing the scope of your product, it's that much easier to present it as a solution to a very clearly defined problem. So anyway, that's a quick recap of the kinds of things that we've already talked about in this series and why they're critical to marketing. Now, the one thing we haven't yet talked about that is, of course, very important is how to attract customers to your business, how to get your product or your service in front of people that might potentially be interested in buying it. And of course, this is a very, very important part of marketing. In fact, I would say that most people when they think about marketing, this is what they think marketing is all about. Getting your product or service in front of potential customers and nudging them along and helping them actually buy your product or service. But as I hope I've just explained, there are many other things to think about, many things we've already covered here in this series that relate to marketing. But with that said, when it comes to actually attracting customers to your product or service, before we actually start to validate strategies and come up with strategies, there's some additional information that we want to be gathering from these early customer conversations. And in some cases, you're gonna to need to conduct additional research to kind of get a better sense of what kinds of marketing strategies are more likely to be effective. Now, one thing I should just quickly say, there is always the risk of overthinking these things and spending way too much time doing research and trying to validate your strategies rather than just getting out there and trying things. And so there is absolutely a time and place for that. But really early on, before you've even built your product, while you're still at the idea stage, there are some questions that you want to start to consider, and these are things that you can incorporate into your early customer conversations. In fact, you might recognize as I go through these ideas here, there were questions in the previous episode where I talked about some example questions that I've been using with these potential customer interviews that start to dig into these topics. And so we've already kind of 
provided some examples, I guess you could say, but let's dive into the specifics of what it is that you are trying to learn to really round out a better understanding of how to market your product or service. Number one, where do they look for a solution to the problem that you're looking to address? Number two, who or what influences their purchasing decisions? And number three, how are similar products typically sold or marketed? Now, the answers to these three questions can help you begin to craft a more effective marketing strategy even before you've built your product or your service or anything like that. And again, in the future, you're going to need to actually come up with a very specific marketing strategy and validate that strategy. But here in the early stage, what you're primarily looking to do is get a better sense of whether or not there's enough demand, how you're going to go about getting in front of that demand, and whether or not they're going to be interested in the type of product or service that you are selling. So by exploring these three questions really early on, you can get a better sense of whether or not you're going to be able to craft an effective marketing strategy. Now, by way of example, let's shift our focus here to the startup idea that I've been talking about throughout this series. And here in a minute, I'll give you an example of another business that I've operated in the past and how I thought about these same questions within that context. Now, the startup, again, that I'm aiming to build is focused on how to help parents raise kids to be successful in an unpredictable world. So again, a world in which automation, artificial intelligence, augmented reality, and other exciting new technology changes are transforming the landscape of the future and how career possibilities and other things like that are far more uncertain and less predictable. And so parents who want to better prepare their kids to be successful in the future, what can they do to make it more likely that their kids will have the skills and the abilities that they need to not only survive, so to speak, but to thrive in this changing environment. So that is the problem that I'm looking to address. And again, as I've mentioned, the product, the first product that I'm looking to build is a book that explains the principles and the ideas and the tools that parents can use to raise kids to be more successful in an unpredictable world. Now, with that context established, Taking a look at these three questions, again, where do they look for a solution to the problem? Who or what influences their purchasing decisions? And how are similar products typically sold or marketed? Well, within this context, when I'm engaging in early customer conversations, I seek to get a rough sense of the answers to these questions. So if you refer back to a previous episode when I went through some example questions that I use in these early customer conversations, you may pick up on the fact that some of those questions are designed to gather information when it comes to where parents are looking for solutions for becoming more effective in terms of raising their kids and who or what influences their various purchasing decisions. Now, the third question when it comes to how are similar products typically sold or marketed, this you may be able to discover from customer conversations in some instances, but more likely you're going to have to conduct additional research. So in terms of whatever it is that you're aiming to bring to the market, you wanna get a rough sense for how other companies or other businesses 
tend to market those kinds of products or services because typically it's more effective to follow the strategies and tactics that have already proven to be successful in the past. Now, as I've asked these kinds of questions to my potential customers, I've discovered that, number one, they tend to turn to family and friends and podcasts and books for advice around how to become more effective as parents. When it comes to their influences, typically they're influenced by family and friends, and in some cases, they're doing their own research. And finally, when it comes to how similar products are typically sold and marketed, well, in general, books are often marketed through word-of-mouth referral or big, expensive marketing campaigns, especially when it comes to a well-established author. There might be a fairly substantial marketing campaign to announce the new book from that established author. But some of the recurring themes that I'm starting to put together here from my very first early conversations are word-of-mouth referral is extremely important. Customers do indeed buy books when they're seeking this kind of information and advice. And when it comes to books in general, word-of-mouth referral, as it turns out, is an important factor. And of course, these ideas are echoed in Write Useful Books by Rob Fitzpatrick. So at least when it comes to the product that I'm building right now, word-of-mouth referral seems to be very important, as are ratings and reviews on platforms like Amazon or Apple Books or even community platforms like Goodreads. Now, let's take a look at a completely different business example. In a previous business, I was focused on marketing online music education, where people could go and find an online video course to learn how to play the guitar or the piano or even drums. Now, in that case, when it comes to how people typically go about researching this kind of product or service, in many cases, they turn to search engines like Google or Yahoo or Bing, but primarily Google. And they either do some kind of a keyword search like online drum lessons or perhaps a more specific phrase like how to play the guitar. Now, of course, word-of-mouth referral also plays a key role here, and social media and other platforms like that continue to gain more and more relevance over time. But at least at that time, and even still today, search engines play a major role in how people find that kind of a product or service. And so with that in mind, our strategy in that case primarily involved search engine advertising search engine optimization, and retargeting. So we would advertise on search engines like Google. We would look to get natural search result placement, so we would actually show up in the search engines. And finally, when someone did click to visit our website, we would use retargeting so that we could get in front of them again in the future and attract them back to the website. So a completely different strategy. And again, that strategy was born with having an understanding of what that kind of customer typically did to find a solution to their problem. So the high-level idea here, if you take nothing else away from this episode, is the idea that very early on, when it comes to crafting your marketing strategy, one of the big things that you want to focus on is having a very deep understanding of not only who your ideal customer is, but other important details about them that can play a role in helping you craft a more effective marketing strategy. Where do they look for products and services? What kinds of things influence the way they make purchasing decisions? And finally, do they communicate with other potential customers? Because that in and of itself can be a major driver of things like word of mouth referral. So it's very important, regardless of what it is that you are building, 
that you gain a deep understanding of not only what it is your customer wants, but all kinds of other attributes and behaviors when it comes to how they go about trying to find a solution to that problem. At the end of the day, those are the things that are going to allow you to craft a more effective marketing strategy. Now, with all of that said, if you're brand new to marketing, if you don't really have a sense for the various marketing channels or marketing opportunities that are out there, then I do recommend that you read a book like Traction by Gabriel Weinberg and Justin Mares. Now, note there are two popular books with the title Traction, so be sure to get the one by Gabriel Weinberg and Justin Mares. And what that book will help you do is get a better understanding of the various marketing opportunities that are out there. So as you engage in these early customer conversations, you can start to make connections between what you're hearing from them and known, proven, effective marketing channels like paid advertising or public relations or search engine optimization or retargeting or content marketing or the many other opportunities that are out there. Traction covers 19 proven marketing channels. And again, simply being aware of these channels can help you connect the dots between what you're hearing from potential customers and these kinds of proven opportunities that are out there. And in future episodes, we'll talk more about how to actually come up with a marketing strategy test where you start to validate the tactics that you're considering to use. But here in the early stages, what we're really focused on is simply getting a rough sense of the kinds of strategies that are more likely to be effective. And in the early stages, this all comes down to having a better understanding of your ideal customer and the various things that influence their purchasing decisions. But anyway, that's it for this episode. Again, we will talk more about marketing in future episodes, but in the very next episode, we're going to talk about how to build a minimum viable product or MVP. This is a critical stage in any startup journey where you take a core component of the product or the service that you intend to build and you create a simplified version that you can test with customers to gather important feedback and to find out whether or not your solution is resonating with those early potential customers. So that is what we're going to cover in the very next episode. If you have any questions or comments about anything that we cover in this episode or anything you would like to see me cover in the future, let me know in the comment section. And as always, I recommend that you subscribe and turn on notifications so you don't miss out on future episodes. Thank you for tuning in and I look forward to connecting with you again in the next one. <laughs>